Welcome. Soren to tower. We are ready for takeoff. I would enjoy this a lot more if I had done a cup of coffee! Please stand clear of the doors. Looks like you've lost power. Here's a wildest ride in the wilderness! Welcome, everybody, back to episode number five of the Magic Meets Adventure Show. I'm Tim, and I bring the magic. And I'm Aaron, and I bring the adventure. And we have another exciting trip recap for you guys today. Go back and check the last one as we talked a little bit about my journey down to Walt Disney World once again for the 50 billionth time. But we have a overseas adventure for this one because Aaron and his lovely wife got the chance to visit the most romantical, most majestic, most exquisite theme park. Um, All those, of those adjectives are true. Exactly. Uh, that Disney has, and that is Disneyland Paris. Yeah. It was, man, this was a really, really fun trip. We didn't go uh, for Disneyland. Um, we were just kind of doing a two-week European trip. So yep. we spent some time in Paris. We spent some time in Italy. Um, but uh, very early in our planning, like almost as soon as we nailed down that we were going to Paris, we realized, well, we can't get that close to an international park and not go. So, uh, yeah, it was a decision that we made. Decided to tack it on to the tail end of our parish portion of the trip. Parish? Paris portion of the trip. And uh, it was a great decision. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, that's a park I think a lot of us um, have wanted to visit. Uh, when I say us, I mean me. Uh, <laughs> me has wanted to visit. That's proper English. It's great. But that being said, there's a lot that I think a lot of us don't know about this park. I mean, we know Disneyland. We know Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And so for, from your experience as someone who's gone to both, how would you kind of compare this park or this resort rather to those two yeah i would definitely compare the resort more so to disneyland and that's primarily just because of the size Mm -hmm. um yeah it doesn't necessarily feel it's it definitely doesn't feel like a bubble um when you're there um i'll talk about that a little bit um in just a few minutes here but uh yeah it was cool it um in a lot of ways it felt like any other sort of uh almost local park that you would go to um like In, a, in some ways, it almost, and, and I don't mean this necessarily as a bad thing. I mean, if you know the history of this park, then you know that they've had their fair shares of up and downs. But um, I think that it was, uh, it, it felt like someone else's attempt at making a Disney park. That's probably the, huh. the best description that I could give of it. It's still great. Um, like, there's these moments that are just kind of like, there are these moments when you feel out of place. You're like, what's happened? I actually remember you uh, in a video on your YouTube channel. You talked about when you went to Disneyland for the first time. And you're like, this yeah. is weird because I know I'm in a new place, but it still feels kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Like that much is very much true um, or that part is very much true. Like, for example, walking down Main Street in Disneyland Paris, like you feel like you're on Main Street, right? Um, but uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and get into it now. There's just certain things that are distinct differences. So, for example, uh, Europeans everywhere they smoke like crazy like they have cigarettes everywhere you go and so that i didn't know the idea of having like disneyland paris trying to be european and not trying to like eliminate their culture and all that other stuff they allow mm-hmm. parkings and they're smoking in their park so being in the magic kingdom and like waiting in line and getting a huge face of cigarette smoke is like oh okay this is different <laughs> like it's it is what it is but it, yeah so that was that was pretty jarring 
Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I mean, especially because the last couple years, they've like scaled back from like smoking sections within the park. Yeah. To only outside the park to mm-hmm. now it's like almost gone. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So that's, I didn't even know that. And yeah. I've, I mean, I've watched a few videos here and there uh, from, you know, couple different YouTubers like Justin Scard and a few of those on their, their Disneyland Paris trips. There's a lot there. There is. Yeah, there is. I think the thing that I really appreciated about it and that I liked was that I didn't feel stressed to try to hit everything. So that's cool. Again, this was like in the middle of a, of a two week vacation. Right. So by the time, like you think about it, we've been in Paris for a week and then we go to Disneyland Paris, which, by the way, is not in Paris. I don't mm-hmm. know if people listening know that or not, but you have to take a train about an hour and a half, two hours outside of Paris in order to get to where Disneyland Paris is. Um, and then even that's weird. okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this and going through it as I'm like reimagining the trip. But like you get to the 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 end of the line for the train is Disneyland Paris. So well, that's cool. You walk out and like to your right is the park's entrance to the left is where you go and wait for your shuttle to take you to your resort. Um, but the weird thing is, is like that part is all public property. So again, with the thing of like, this is kind of jarring takes you out of it. So like, for example, when we were in Paris proper and we went to the Louvre, huge tourist attraction. So mm-hmm. outside of the Louvre, there are people with like these like Eiffel tower replicas and like these roses and stuff. And they're like trying to sell stuff to you on the street. Well, yeah. As soon as you get off of the train, and walk out of the train station like you're like oh cool i'm at disney and the next thing you know there's like panhandlers there trying to like sell you copies of the eiffel tower or because to them it's just another tourist attraction in paris um and because it's a public train station disney doesn't have the same type of like domain to be able to be like hey you can't be here or whatever so super super fascinating um what was your original question i'm so sorry (laughs) no you're good like uh kind of to tack on to that like Mm -hmm. is your the best way to describe it because i think I kind of understand where that is. Is like for those who have been to Disneyland, mm-hmm. when you step outside the entrance, right, and past all the security and all that stuff, like those people that at the end of the night that sell like all the light stuff, pretty much, is that yeah. kind of how it is. It's, it's pretty similar to that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I think that would kind of give a picture for some of those who have been to Disneyland, because that's that's pretty pretty unique, right? Yeah, it's um, comparable, I yeah. would say. So you mentioned resorts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, each park has at least a resort um where did you guys stay so okay it's interesting that you say that so the way that it's set up is the disneyland hotel in paris is like the entrance to disneyland paris which i find super cool it is really cool i'm really bummed that it was still in the middle of their refurb but they just started showing video and pictures of what the inside of it looks like it's beautiful insane um but yeah so really so when you you get off the train or you leave the train station you go to your left and there's the bus that takes you to, or you can walk through, uh, I actually forgot the name of it, but it's like their version of downtown Disney. There's like this little small strip that you can walk through that takes you back to uh, the resorts. And they're all like, you can see all of the resorts from one of the resorts, if that makes sense. Like they're all pretty close to each other. Well, that's convenient. Um, yeah, they're all walking distance. So like we did some resort hopping. We didn't do a ton because again, we were just tired, but um, we did some resort hopping and it's all just like by walking. Um, like you can get from one to the other. Uh, we stayed at the Newport Bay, um, was the name of the, the resort that we chose, uh, which is kind of comparable to like the beach club here, but it's if the 
my opinion, it felt as if the beach club was a value resort. Huh. Yeah, so kind of an overlap of those two where you're like, okay, like <laughs> the lobby was really nice. And the lobby reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of beach club. Once you get to your room, it feels similar to kind of a value resort. Okay. Um, which to be fair, I think it was, I think it was considered a moderate there, but it was like ridiculously cheaper than booking a moderate here in the States. Um, yeah, really? Yeah, it was, it was way cheaper. Another thing that's probably good if you are planning a trip to Disneyland Paris to know is if you buy a night, at a Disneyland resort that includes your park ticket. So any day that you're checked into your hotel, it can even be the day that you check out, you automatically have a ticket included. So we showed up the morning of, uh, let's say we got there on a Thursday morning. Our room wasn't ready yet, but we were able to go straight to the parks as soon as we got there. On the last day, um, so like our Sunday when we left, there was a piece of merch that I wanted to get. It was the Avenger Spirit jersey that I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted that, but they only sold it in Disney Studios Park. So the good news was, like, if that would have been the case here, or like, let's say at Walt Disney World, because I didn't have a park ticket, I couldn't go in and go to that store. But because my resort days overlapped with that last day, like, even though we were checking out, I was able to check out of the hotel and then go walk into the park, grab that piece of merch that I wanted, and then leave again. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, I that do. Is. I think also because. I feel like for anyone who's traveling internationally to this park, I do feel like it's best served if you tack it on with a, a trip to Paris proper. Yeah. It's a personal recommendation. And so I think that this whole, I think even Disney thinks that way. I think that's the reason why they decided to include your park ticket with the res- resort reservation. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that I think that makes a, a ton of sense. Yeah. So, and it makes planning, I mean, super simple, honestly. Um, and they do a lot of the same stuff. They'll hold on to your bags for you while you're in the park, you know, either before or after checkout and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, on that part, it was it was really convenient and that was something that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, so, for those who've never been, there are two parks, right? You have Disneyland Paris itself mm-hmm. and then you have Walt Disney Studios. Yeah. For those who've never been or don't really know like kind of comparisons, yeah. yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, there's two parks, and uh, Disneyland Paris is, I mean, it's Disneyland, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what they're shooting for. There's a main street, there's a castle. Uh, their castle is really cool. Uh, one of the things that I like a lot about the castle is that you can actually walk through it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you go underneath the castle, they have the dragon that's down there, which is really cool. Uh, it felt a little smaller in person, the dragon. Really? Yeah, the, like in the videos, it looks huge. Um, mm-hmm. It's still big, don't get me wrong, but I think it was, okay, another thing, the cave that it's in, it's like pitch black. So your eyes trying to adjust, like it took me a minute to realize, it wasn't until the dragon started moving that I realized it was like right next to me. It actually kind of freaked me out a little bit because my oh, eyes dang. were having such a hard time trying to adjust in there. But then you leave out or you you can take a staircase up from the dungeon and then you go into the castle and it's really cool because there's a lot of different shops in there that sell like Disney merch. Uh, But then you can go up to like the second level and there are stained glass windows telling the story of Sleeping Beauty. That's really cool. uh, You can take a much slower pace at this park than you can in most other places. So there was one point where we just found this little balcony on the back of the castle that overlooked Fantasyland. And you could just, I mean, we sat there and just people watched for a few minutes and didn't feel rushed or anything, which was really cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, yeah. So speaking of castles, let's let's kind of go over to that. Mm-hmm. 
now that you've seen three, yeah, which is your favorite? Uh, still Walt Disney World. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, that one's still still my favorite by far. Uh, Disneyland Paris might be number two. Personally, nothing against Disneyland. I do. I, I actually do really like Disneyland's castle. Besides it being smaller, um, uh, man. If there was anything that would give Disneyland Paris an edge, it is the fact that you can walk through it. Like I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Do you guys get a chance to see the nighttime spectacular that's there? I think it's called Illuminations. I could be wrong. Uh, yes, we did actually. We watched it twice. What'd yeah, you, we saw you it guys twice. Think? It was solid. It was really good. Not quite happily ever after. I would say better than Enchant enchantment personally yeah yeah i liked it a lot it still has a lot of that nostalgia factor i feel that happily ever after has but we did like it enough that we went back to watch it a second time yeah so we saw it the first day we went we were in disneyland paris the entire day watched it to in the night and then on our studios park day uh we went back over to disneyland to watch it again that night and uh we're really glad we did yeah yeah that's awesome so Obviously, with Disneyland Paris being a very similar park to the rest of them, you have your Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, but even those are different. Yes. Like. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're very different. Um, They're very different, and I can appreciate the differences, Uh, but yeah, very different. So, uh, okay, a couple of different things. So, first of all, they're... Tomorrowland, all kind of themed to the Jules Verne sort of steampunk sort of style of things. It was good, but it had a bit of an identity crisis. Uh Uh-oh. Space Mountain, for example, okay? Space Mountain, uh... (laughs) Man, okay, I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe this. It's still Space Mountain, Mm -hmm. okay? But it's got like this steampunk overlay like just the way the show building is built and then it's hyperspace mountain inside of the ride so you're like oh cool we're going to space mountain and then you're like oh cool there's all this like steampunk decor and then you go in and you're like there's a tie fighter and so (laughs) you're like i don't really know what i just experienced like it just felt like an amalgamation of all these different things uh the ride itself was really good um there's some corkscrews in there there it feels pretty similar to like a rock and roller coaster here i would say Hmm. um probably not as intense as rock and roller coaster like it's still pretty mild um but yeah, it was fun, but it was it was really different. And so that same idea, uh, that kind of identity crisis, kind of like carries itself through that land. Because um, you still like, then you get off of that, and then there's like the Nautilus, which you can walk through. Which, by the mm. way, I'm gonna go ahead and say it now: the walkthrough attractions, not my jam. Not they are not my jam. Womp womp. The womp womp indeed. Um, yeah, dude. Okay, so there's the Nautilus, which is a walkthrough, and then uh, in Fantasyland, there's uh, the it's like the Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. like hedge maze thing. Dude, put me on the people mover, like, dude. The hedge maze. You heard it here first, ladies dude, and gentlemen. The hedge maze was the most infuriating thing I've ever done in my <laughs> life. It's just five minutes. It never ends, and there's like nothing in it. It's just, hey, you want to look at the side of a bush? cool <laughs> and then you just keep, but yeah anyway the nautilus was more interesting 
mm-hmm. but it was smaller than I anticipated. Um, it's a pretty quick thing. Like you just kind of yeah. walk in real quick, see what it's got, and then you you peace out. But anyway, the, the reason why I brought this up is so you leave Space Mountain, uh, you go ahead and you could do your walk through the Nautilus, and then it's like oh all this steampunk stuff where there's an Autopia right there, and it's like. It's just kind of jarring, you know? It doesn't feel super huh. cohesive. Um, I wish they would have gone, like, hardcore into the steampunk thing. Like, just kind of leave it that way. Uh, I love Hyperspace Mountain. I think this one actually would have done better if it had, like, a normal layout as, like, a normal mm-hmm. um, Space Mountain. Yeah. Um, it even has a different story than the yeah. two ones that we have in the States. Yeah. Um, but it is cool. Like, especially at night, it's beautiful. Um, it's really cool. First ride we went on when we got there was, um, I have to look up the name, uh, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast. They all have different names, so I never know which one is which. Uh, but yeah, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast, that was a ton of fun. Very, very comparable to the ones here. Um, they're basically exact carbon copies. Uh, disorienting to see Buzz Lightyear speaking French. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was a little, uh, that was interesting. It was just You funny. don't sound like Tim Allen. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're kind of popcorning all over the place, but I'll go ahead and hit on that too. So obviously the next thing I would say that's going to catch your attention first is the use of French throughout the parks, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, and I actually think they did it really well. So most rides are a combination of French and English. A lot of them, if there are multiple characters, for example, have they'll do both. Where, like, for example, me and you having a dialogue right now, like, Mm -hmm. imagine I'm speaking English, but you're speaking French. That's kind of the way that they pull a lot of those off. And the way that the scripts are written for the rides there, uh, it makes it really easy to follow along if you know one of the two languages. Because they contextualize. And um, so, for example, if you were to ask me, how was your time at Disneyland Paris? But let's say you asked that in French. Yeah. I would probably answer in English, oh, my time in Disneyland Paris was great. And so, like, uh, if you're listening on the outside, you understand enough of the context to, to kind of piece those together. Um, that's great. Yeah. But there's just certain characters that it feels weird for. Like Jack Sparrow, for example, when he's speaking French, you're like, oh, okay, this is, <laughs> this is interesting. Um, but I think they did a really good, jo- a, a really good job of balancing uh, some of those attributes out. I will say, while we're still on, on Disneyland Paris, and I'll go ahead and get into parks in a, or the... the Uh, studios here in a little bit but most rides i know i said that space mountain kind of has an identity crisis but most rides that are over there and over here especially the classics in disneyland park in disneyland paris uh i think i like their version more whoa yeah for most of them like i said space mountain jury's still out like i went back and rode space mountain again because i'm like i don't know what to think about you yet (laughs) i was having a little bit of a tough time but their big thunder mountain is goaded dude that's what i've heard it's so good it's really long like it almost feels twice as long it's really dark there's some spots where you go under the river which is really really cool and it's i mean i think it's more intense too it just feels a little bit faster a little bit whippier and then phantom manor Dude, I love Phantom Manor. Be sure to keep an eye out on our Instagram account. I have the best photo we took from our two weeks in Europe came from Phantom Manor when my wife knocked on the door and was greeted by a cast member. It was hilarious. But yeah, they're pirates. I think I prefer their... I definitely prefer their pirates over Disney World, but that's because it's very well, similar to Disneyland's. But even like just the layout and everything of it, I, I don't know. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so it was really cool. Um, I think the last probably big thing of note is this park does not get as busy as the U.S. parks do. 
our longest wait was for Big Thunder Mountain, 40 minutes. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? That was the longest wait time we had for anything was 40 minutes for Big Thunder Mountain. I think it was posted at like 50 That's or 55. And yeah, we got through the line at 40. Um, but I mean, there was literally, I mean, I'm trying to think Buzz Lightyear. We, I mean, we got off and got right back on Phantom Manor. I think we did the same thing. Yeah. It's just they the crowds aren't there. They're there during the day. Like they'll come out at night. The park is virtually empty. Like you can do as much as you want to in the parks at night. And, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. One thing I will say is this that I really like and find very interesting is whether it's Haunted Mansion or Phantom Manor or just the Haunted House themed attractions at Disney, they're all in a different land, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I think it fits really well. Like the whole Thunder Mesa vibe and this the way that it's kind of tied in with Big Thunder Mountain. uh, I think it fits in really, really well. That's cool. Um, Yeah, with their frontier land. So that's really cool. Uh, probably my least favorite attraction in this park was uh ooh. okay i'm not gonna count the ones like the storybook boats like that was also dumb it would have fallen into that bad walkthrough category if it was a walkthrough but you're on mm-hmm. a boat instead it's just as bad uh <laughs> uh the indiana jones coaster uh-oh would never do it again I just felt like someone tried to break my back the entire time I was on it. It's not a comfortable ride at all. It might be. I've done a lot of coasters. It's probably the most uncomfortable coaster I've ever been on. Um, I've been on somewhere. I'm like, hey, that hurt, but I would do it again. This one, nah. <laughs> like, did it once. Glad I did it. Um, and it's just short. Like It's only, I think, a little over a minute long. So it's just not worth the chiropractor bills. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Well, noted. Yeah. But, I mean, if you go... Check it out. I mean, it's worth... Uh, you should do it to say you did it. But you probably won't want to do it again. I'll just put it that way. If you have a bad back, would highly not recommend. Yeah, highly wouldn't recommend. Got it. Do you guys eat anywhere special or try anything <sighs> new? Uh-oh. Tim. Tim. Should we get into this rant now or should we hold this off? Disneyland Paris had the worst food I've ever had in my life ever. Period. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, and at first, like, if we would have just gone to Disneyland Paris, I'd have been like, okay, this is just a Parisian thing. We ate so much good food in Paris that I realized, oh, no, this is a Disney problem. <laughs> and it's really bad. Ooh, uh, the nice. good thing is, is that it's all really cheap. Um, the one thing that we had that we did really like was they had this deal where you could get a Nutella crepe and a coffee for like four bucks or four euros. That's crazy. So we mowed through those bad boys. Well, once we realized that was the only decent thing to eat there, we, it was like the only thing we ate. Uh, but man, I went to Casey's corner while I was there. Garbage. Like just bad. And I'm like, dude, how do you mess up a hot dog? That's, uh, they had these stuffed Mickey beignets garbage like just so bad um and i know like i've mentioned a lot of quick service stuff but we went to some table service restaurants as well and so um hold on i'm gonna look this up really quick it's called disney village and so it's kind of this uh imagine if disney springs was the uh was like city walk universal city walk like it's Hmm. all kind of right outside of the park uh, it's small, like small walkway. You got to go through it to get back to your resort. But yeah, so it's just kind of a small shopping district. They have the world of Disney there and everything. The reason why I bring this up is because that's where a lot of the restaurants are. A lot of your like sit down restaurants and stuff that are outside of the park. 
Gotcha. Um, I'm going to give you quick, like, rapid fire. Here's Aaron's tips to food. Okay? Go for it. First, don't eat the food. Uh, <laughs> not really. Okay. Most of the food on property is really bad. I know I've already said that. At first, I thought it was just, like, quick service stuff. Like, okay, just don't eat cheap, and then you'll do better. But that's not necessarily the case. We went to the Marvel Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, super dope. Yeah. Uh, it is their, I believe it's their only deluxe resort that they have. Um, it is beautiful. Like, wow. we we spent some time, walked through it. I mean, it's all original artwork from Marvel artists, artists throughout it. Um, every little detail of that place has Marvel in it. There's uh, a little um, display case that has, like, different Iron Man suits in it that's, like, really, really cool. Um, but they have the... Uh, it's like the New York City bar or something like that in there. And that's their like restaurant that's inside of the, mm-hmm. the place. So we went there and we're like, let's grab drinks and let's grab some food from here. And uh, dude, I got this like Arancini, which like you're in Paris. It should be bomb. And we got some wings. And I'm and like wings. We ordered wings because at this point we had already been disappointed so much by the food that we're like, this feels like a safe bet. No, dude. Like it was all just so I'm like, how do you mess up? wings did it, it just was, taste bad it was or? really bad yeah i don't i don't know what it was but like we almost didn't finish like our food like it was it was that bad the drinks were good if you're gonna go there i highly recommend i mean the bar is really cool it's worth going to check out uh go spend your time there but yeah so it's it's not just those but it's also the 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 resort restaurants at least the ones we went to that weren't that good uh disney village has solid options so there is an earl of sandwich there if you go to Walt Disney World, and I think they have one at Disneyland, too. They do now. They do now. Heck okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you're familiar with Earl of Sandwich, uh, I mean, it's solid. It's really, really good. And uh, have to go every time. Yeah. Uh, this was actually my first time going. I had never been to one in the States, but I went to the one in Disneyland Paris. It was really, really good. And then there was a steakhouse that we went to. It's just called the steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a steakhouse that we went to. It's just called the Steakhouse. That's the name of it. Uh, Clever. We were able to get dining reservations for it, so we went and checked it out. As far as the full meal that we had, this was the best full meal that we had. Um, Like as far as like sit down restaurants and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I ordered the steak. My wife ordered the ribs. The ribs were great. Like if you need a meal, highly recommend it. Get the ribs. Just eating that all day. Got it. Honestly, like it wouldn't be a bad choice. Um, But the the steak, while the flavor was good, it was just a really fatty piece of meat. But yeah. So I would say uh, pack your own snacks. <laughs> uh, food was not great. I was I was a little Uh-oh. disappointed by that. But it wasn't enough to sour the trip. Like it was still a great trip. Uh, we loved the parks. It was cool kind of exploring all these different aspects of things. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So there's one elephant in the room we've not talked about, which is the other park, mm-hmm. which is to some, I'm not saying this because it's my opinion. I'm just saying some is arguably the worst yeah. park that Disney has. Your thoughts. <laughs> okay. It may be the worst park that Disney has, but it's not a bad park. Okay. I will say that. Um, it's really small. It's tiny. It takes, you. Know, I mean, probably three or four hours. Like, calling it a half-day park might be generous. It's really small. Dang. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Like, huh? I really, really enjoyed it, especially the attractions that were there. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I just remembered something. So, we went in, and the first ride, the ride that we rope dropped in that park was the Crush Coaster, uh, because that's the one that typically gets the largest, the longest weights. 
uh, us rope dropping it. I think we waited about 35 or 40 minutes to do it. A shockingly thrilling ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we overheard a lot of people saying like, hey, just so you know, this isn't like really a kiddie coaster, which is kind of the perspective that you get from it. But you have to remember this ride was like the precursor to Cosmic Rewind and it goes from mild to wild really quick. But it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, yeah. We debated whether or not we were going to ride it again. We opted not to. And I think that was mostly because of the weight, which, again, wasn't that bad. That one, the weight did creep up a little bit on. It just has a really low ride capacity. But it was one of those rides, too, that like when we got down, we're like, okay, cool. Yeah, we did it. That's that's fine. Um, I think if it would have dropped down in maybe 20, 30 minutes, we probably would have done it again. But um, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was surprising. We were not expecting to. Like, we walked in pretty tired hopped on that and when we got off we're like all right let's do it <laughs> the day's here so we went from crushes coaster over to i think the next one that we did was uh web slingers mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed that ride i know you got to do it when you went to disneyland yeah. dude you think midway mania breaks your arms dude Bro. oh my gosh i was in so much pain when i got off of this ride but it was so worth it like i wanted to do it again and again i won for our car which probably helped and went a long way but if you haven't if you haven't had a chance to do that ride yet dude the the technology is just wild like very impressive i'm shocked at how well it worked yeah i will say this ride felt very universal to me um i think the cue yeah um it feels like if 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 Universal tried to make Midway Mania, that's what it, what it felt like. That um, but, actually makes sense. But the the ride technology is super super cool. Your arms will be sore when you get off, but it's worth it, man. It's a lot of fun. It's really really impressive. I know some people were like a little underwhelmed by it when it came out, um, dude. It is what it is. It's a it's a like interactive uh, screen based attraction, yeah. but it's fun for the whole family. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Tom Holland speaking French. That one really threw me off. <laughs> he actually was speaking French? No, it was well, that's the thing that was it? weird. It was like it was a dub over, but then they had like subtitles. On, it, this is the first ride. This is the only ride we went on where it was all in French and they were like English subtitles, which was interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, that makes sense given that it's using primarily screens. But yeah. That's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, then we went to, yeah. So at this point we're in Avengers Campus. We did... Um, Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the coaster, but it's basically, what was it? Flight Force, I think. Flight Force, yes, thank you. Yeah, Avengers Flight Force, uh, which was cool. It was interesting. It was interesting to see what could happen with a rock and roller coaster overlay um, Mm -hmm. with them needing to change that out soon. Uh, My biggest issue with this ride was the head restraints were really uncomfortable, uh, Mm. so my neck hurt really bad coming off of it. Um, And so... My wife didn't want to do it again because it hurt her neck. It's a, but before we left, I was like, hey, let me go try that one more time. Because genuinely what I thought was like, oh, it was just the way I was sitting. Like, let's say, for example, I had my head forward. I was like, well, maybe if I put my head back, it'll be better. Uh, I did it, and I was still like just in some pain when I came off. But it was really cool. The projections were really cool. I think they did a decent job of like integrating the Avengers stuff in there. So, yeah, I, I was a fan. I liked the ride. I was uncomfortable, but I liked the ride itself. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think it had a lot of promise. And I mean, I think it'd be an easy fix when the time comes here. I'd like to see them do a little bit more with it. But um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Avengers Campus? Because that's the first time you've experienced yeah. Avengers Campus before. Yeah. Uh, it was small. Um, I think because I had heard from like all of my friends in California kind of how underwhelmed they were by the one there. I had pretty low expectations. 
Um, but I thought it was cool. I mean, it gives you it gives you everything you need. I mean, it had the Pimp Test Kitchen there. Uh, Spider Man was there. They don't have the anim- animatronic. Uh, the what is it? Stunt stunt animatronic thing. But there was a, like a live actor kind of you know jumping across the buildings and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It it felt empty. Um, it feels like if they ever decide to expand on it, it'll be it could be it has a lot of potential. But yeah, it was it was cool. It was a nice little touch. I mean, here's the thing: the park has so little right now that mm-hmm. to knock any of it feels slightly unfair to me. And like I said, it just there's something about this park that doesn't feel like it feels like someone's attempt to do Disney. And so for that, it's okay. So I know there was a Tower of Terror. Is that still Tower of Terror, yes. or did it transfer over to Mission? No, Breakout? it is still Tower of Terror, and in my opinion, it is the best Tower of Terror in the world. I haven't done all of them, but <laughs> but it is solid, dude. So first of all, I'm not going to give any spoilers for anybody. If you want to go and try to look them out, you can. And the reason why is because there was something in the ride that uh, I didn't know about that caught me off guard that I loved. If you want me to tell you about it off camera, I will. <laughs> I, I don't want to because there's a, still a chance I may go. Okay. So uh, I'll hold it for then. But I will say this. It is a slightly different ride system than what we have here in the States. Slightly different. Um, meaning that the ride layout is different. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, as far as the story goes, 10 out of 10, dude. It's so good. Uh, so it's it's pretty comparable to what we have at Tower of Terror in Walt Disney World. However, the difference is is that now the little girl who you see standing with the doll in the you know with the the, the shot when everybody disappears. Yeah, she's uh, creepy. Yeah. So here she's like trying to bring you with her. So in between floors, she's like, follow me. And like all these like really creepy, like her projections keep coming up. It was spooky. I'm not going to lie. It was actually pretty creepy. But that extra creep factor like was super dope. Um, I ain't going to bed after that. Dude, dude, it was, this was the one (laughs) ride I wanted to ride again that I didn't have a chance to get on again. And I was like really sad. Dang. Um, That day, then I went back in to try to go grab my uh, spirit jersey. I was like, oh, man, I want to fucking slip on there real quick. And I just couldn't. We had to catch our train, so we didn't have time. But, um, dude, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. The, especially, like, if you enjoy slightly creepier stuff, like, it, this is not, I mean, it's not Halloween Horror Nights, right? It's mm-hmm. still Disney. Um, so, yeah, you're not going to have nightmares. But it's just creepy enough that you're like, man, this is that extra little thing that I wish Walt Disney World had. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is there anything else at that park that kind of either stood out to you or something that you're like, I hope this kind of kind of changes a little bit? Because I know there's the cars area towards the back, and then there's mm-hmm. also the Toy Story play place. Yeah, so well. Toy Story was really cool. Uh, they have more attractions than ours does, but it's way smaller. Like everything is pretty on top of itself. Uh, RC Racer surprisingly thrilling. Super okay. super short ride, but surprisingly thrilling. Um, just me being the Toy Story fan that I am, it was dude, it made my heart so happy. Like <laughs> to be able to ride in RC is like insane to me. Um, yeah, the cars thing is basically the backlot tour. It just got an overlay of cars, um, which is pretty interesting. I'm gonna say this. This isn't a spoiler, but uh, I mean it can be, but it's not one that I think is significant enough. But there's a spot. If you remember like the old backlot tour where like the truck would set on fire and then like the water would come and put it out. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah. So that scene still exists, but now it's with Cars characters. 
so the truck that's set on fire is like a living creature. <laughs> and then his back half just like bursts into flames. And he's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? I'm like, yo, this is a little morbid. <laughs> like The fact that he's supposed to be like a real living, breathing thing. I'm just like, this is a little dark. But um, it was still really, really cool. I actually didn't know that that was going to happen. Um, and so I enjoyed it because I, I did the backlot tour way back in the day. I just don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all that stuff was really cool. Uh, they've got Arendelle and they have um, Galaxy's Edge coming soon. This park will benefit greatly from yeah. both of those things. Yeah, like I said, it's just such a... I mean, honestly, even once they add those two, it might bump it up to a half-day park. But I think it's going to infuse a lot into it. The crown jewel of Walt Disney Studios Park is a stage show. Ooh. Called Mickey and the Magician. Ooh. Dude, this show was fantastic. It was so good. It's another one of those cases where Disney, where Disney, where uh, Mickey, he interacts with a bunch of different characters from throughout the Disney verse. It's almost kind of, Mm -hmm. kind of similar to like a phantasmic sort of just more of a smaller scale stage show. But dude, it's just, it's all the nostalgia, all the feels. It was interesting because in this show, the one character who speaks French all the time is Mickey. Um, (laughs) But dude, it's so cute. And just the way that it's done is just done really, really well. Uh, the crowd, there was a, there was dude. Okay. My wife, she sobbed like a baby. Um, first of all, like <laughs> when Mickey ends the show, he goes, merci beaucoup. Like, just thanks everybody. And like, dude, she bawled like a baby. She's like, I don't know what it is. She's like, Mickey speaking French and saying, thank you. Like just made me super emotional. But what got to me was, um, man, there was a young lady who was sitting in the front row who, uh, was impacted by special needs. And she, like the show was for her. She was yeah. in the front row. She's like, woohoo, and like cheering Mickey on the whole time, like clapping. And like it's it's one of those shows, like it's an indoor show. So like obviously they tell everybody, hey, like, don't use flash photography and try mm-hmm. to keep your noise down to a minimum and all this other stuff. And uh, dude, the entire theater I felt just had their eyes on this girl and just like how in it she was. And like when the show ended, she stood up and gave the standing ovation, and it was just like I don't know, it was the most <laughs> magical part of it for me i I would say yeah i would say studios park doesn't feel as magical as a typical disney park but um mickey and the magician was like honestly if they brought it to parks over here i would yeah it'd be a huge win um because it's it's not just the best show we went to over there but it's probably the best show we've been to general for disney yeah it's up there it's up there probably my number three behind Yeah, behind Fantasmic and uh, Happily Ever After, I would go. I would go with Mickey and the Magician. Yep. So if you had to pick a favorite ride, or I mean, obviously, I'm sure that would be Mickey and the Magician would be your thing for studios for the attraction. Yeah, or just in general, like your favorite ride or show or at each park, what would you what would you go with? Uh, so for Studios Park, I actually think I actually think I would go with uh, Tower of Terror. Okay. That would be my that would be my number one. Like that's the one where I'm like, I don't know when or if I'm ever gonna get back to Disneyland Paris, but I gotta find a way to get back on that Tower of Terror. Uh, for Disneyland, I think I think the most memorable for me was Phantom Manor. It was just really well done. Um, yeah, I I dug that one a lot. It was really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So last question before we kind of wrap up. Yeah. When thinking of, so now you've visited eight Disney parks, mm-hmm. right? And first episode as our introduction, we yeah. kind of gave our ranking of those as well as the uh, two universal parks we've been to. Mm-hmm. Where does Walt Disney Studios and Disneyland Paris fit? You can go mm-hmm. either the entire park list or you can go just the Disney list. Yeah. Uh, kind of up to you. Where do they, where do they kind of, fit into your your ranking here i gotta be honest man and this is gonna sound bad but i mean they're gonna be towards the back of the list for me um but they had their moments Mm -hmm. uh let me put it this way even though there wasn't a ton to do so both of our park days we ended up going back because again this is mid vacation we went back to our hotel and took like three four hour naps um and still had like plenty of time to do everything. Okay, so these parks are pretty small. Um, but when I asked my wife, we came back, and uh, so the way our trip worked out, we ended up having uh, four days in Florence, which like of everywhere we went, Florence, Florence personally wasn't our favorite. It was great, but we were like, yeah, we probably like we we booked that fourth day because we thought there would be a ton to do there, and there is, but we were just yeah whatever. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, if you could take that day, that fourth day in Florence and move it anywhere else where where would you put it and she's like i would have given us another disney day um yeah there's just something about the park that even though it's small even though there's not a ton there even though it's not as magical as some of our u.s parks there's something about it where you're like i just want to hang around like i just want to kind of stroll and people watching i don't know if that's just a slower pace or what it is it's certainly not the food but oh coffee coffee's great i will say that you get a cappuccino from any of those stands. They're all fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. I would put it at the bottom of the list of like, it's not, they weren't my favorite parks, but they were still good parks that, I mean, if if I lived in Paris, I would go fairly often. Um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it was cool. a good time. Yeah. Would you like... You could leave anybody if someone's like kind of getting interested in potentially going. Um, maybe it's this year because of the the games for the Olympics coming. Oh yeah. Or, oh, probably uh, don't go during the Olympics. Probably then. not. <laughs> um, but if you had like one thing to kind of recommend or a tip that you kind of learned, what would you what would you give? Definitely do it. Um. I okay. Here we go. This is it. If I had to give one one key thing, uh, it's Disney. Okay, you've been to Disney before, all that stuff. Uh, I would say embrace the culture. That's what makes this park so unique is the European, the French, the Parisian culture. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just those little things. Like find a Parisian cast member and just sit and talk with them for a while. Or uh, just like embrace the pace of how just less aggressive it is. Um, it's different. And so just spend your time strolling trying to find all those differences um so those would be my advice take your time enjoy the culture and uh if you get food hold your breath (laughs) good awesome well that kind of wraps up uh both our trip recaps yeah but i mean there will be plenty more because obviously we have some exciting stuff coming yep we're gonna be at islands of adventure together very soon yeah and epcot very soon cannot wait i'm so hyped super excited great days um ahead and just to be back in orlando 
for us both is going to be awesome. It'd be great. Um, that being said, though, uh, if you are interested uh, or have any questions or anything, uh, let us know on our Instagram page at Magic Meets Adventure. Follow us there if you have any questions or anything you want us to answer, whether it's for this episode or last episode or any episodes prior, you can do that there uh, and go ahead and hit some likes on some of those other things. Speaking of liking, if you enjoyed this episode of the show, go ahead and give us a rating on wherever you are watching this. Five stars are wonderful, but uh, we would love just your feedback on how we can make this show better, just like Disneyland Paris continue to get better and better and better. It's only going to get better with time. Exactly. Anyways, I'm Tim and I bring the magic. And I'm Aaron and I bring the Avenger. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. And so our journey comes to an end. Guess that wraps things up. You guys did all right. Carefully raise your left bar and exit the vehicle. Oh, I don't forget to retrieve your stone belongings. We hope that you've enjoyed your visit with us and that you will come back soon. See you real soon. Bye, everybody. We really love you. So long. Be careful getting home.